The scripture this morning comes from Luke 24, verses 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the woman took the spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wandering about this, wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over in the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back to the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying there by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Today we come into this place as one of the, the many wondering what this means for our lives, wondering how in the world could this be possible? How does someone come back from the dead? People just don't do that. If you're anything like me, I'm a I don't know. I, I feel like I'm sort of a skeptic in life. I have a hard time believing in miracles. I think that maybe, uh, maybe it's just uh, something else is happening or, or this or that. But, but I'm, I'm very scientific in nature. I need proof. I need say, to say, well, this happened because this and this and this. I, I'm not very sentimental, so I don't feel things. I'm not like an, like an empath like many of you are, right? I'm like, I'm like, a, like nope, oh, it doesn't feel anything to me. Like, what are, the, what are the facts? Show me the facts. Anybody, anybody like that in here? Yeah, a couple, a couple of you. Three on this side. All of you are right here. Good. I'll come sit with you next week on Sunday. If I was, if I was a Bible character, I think maybe I would best relate to Thomas. You know, the one that uh, doubted, that, the doubting Thomas. <laughs> By the way, that has to be the worst nickname, right? that you get for the history of the world, like you are forever known as doubting. Like, you're Thomas. Oh, you're, you're that doubting Thomas. It's like, it's like having the nickname of cockroach. It's like, come on. Like, you got to do better than that. But I might be like, like doubting Thomas who, who feels that, like, I, I'm not sure I'm going to believe in this whole resurrected business because like that just doesn't happen in life. You, you're going to have to show me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to see. I'm going to have to put my fingers in the wounds and, and touch this Jesus who you say was dead but is now alive because we watched Jesus crucified on Friday. We watched him die. In horror, we stood there before the cross, watching the life that we hoped, the dreams that we had, the feelings of hope, all be crushed in a moment by the forces of the world, by the empire that says nothing new is possible. If you come against us, we will show you who is in charge of the world. So do not make waves. Do not Try to change things. Maybe some of you today know exactly how that feels. 
You see, we live in a world where the forces of the world are always trying to dominate our lives. We have many names of this. We have name evil, sin, empire. But one thing is certain, that we live in such a world where where these forces continually try to dominate us and keep us in a, in a very small space. And if we, by a moment, get out of that space, if we break the rules of the, that, the, that the world has set for us, not the, not, not the rules of, of, of a land, but, but the unwritten rules, so to speak, if we break those rules, then we will quickly find who is in charge of the world if you protest for equality, if you stand for the rights of the vulnerable, if you march so that we can have freedom, we find that the forces react. And so it was with Jesus. Jesus came proclaiming a message of hope, a message of peace, a message of love, but not just love in sort of a Facebook post, but love that crosses all barriers, love that, that says in order to love, we must seek the flourishing of the other. It doesn't, that's it. To love is to seek the flourishing of the other person, to seek their life above our own, to put ourselves second, to put them first, not based upon what the culture has told you, what is right and wrong, but what love demands is justice. What love demands is mercy. What love demands is compassion. And so on the first morning after the worst days of their life, the scripture tells us that the, the women who were followers of Jesus went to the tomb very early in the morning. This, this text is, is screaming to us, if we will hear it, about how the women were the ones who were the first ones to see, became the first preachers, the first evangelists, the first ones to proclaim that the resurrection, that new life has sprung up. And the dudes in the room were like, mm, y'all crazy. <laughs> that stuff just doesn't happen. <laughs> they were scared to death, the men were. They were scared because men in the society held a certain privilege and women in the society unfortunately held little privilege. But it is always in the history of the movement of Jesus, the ones that have been on the margins of society, the ones that have been suppressed and oppressed, it is those that first understand the message of Jesus and become proclaimers to us all. So do not discount anyone. Do not count a message that comes from someone who is maybe different from you, maybe doesn't hold the same authority in society as you because resurrection most likely the news of resurrection will most likely come from the groups that you don't think it will because God always surprises us because those of us who have lived in the privileges of society have a lot to lose and so we often are the ones that are scared we are the ones that hold back. We are the ones that are skeptical because we have built our life upon the empire that says nothing new is possible. We have believed deeply in the myth that says power, privilege is a right of God. That is not true. That is a myth that we have built our lives upon. 
And so it is the women who come to the disciples, and the disciples, maybe a little bit skeptical, maybe like me that morning, went out and they, they found the tomb, the, the rock that had been rolled away, and that is curious, how in the world does that happen? But maybe, I, I don't I'm, the only explanation is somebody stole the body. The only explanation is that someone took Jesus' body, and they now are spreading a rumor that resurrection is not possible. That what you thought was not right. That there can never be anything new ever. Because, well, the empire says God is not in control of this world. We are. And so with so many through the history of Christianity, we have built our faith upon the foundation of what we call empire, haven't we? We believe in a God who maybe... Gets presidents elected and, and supports those in power and makes sure that we won't lose our tax-exempt status in society. But that is no God. That is, that is just a myth that we have made up. Because the God of the universe can't be controlled by anyone. The God of the universe will always surprise us. The God of the universe won't be dictated to. The God of the universe will do things that we never thought imaginable, like resurrection, like birthing something new in the world. When I was growing up, I kind of saw God in this sort of maitre d' sort of God, right? Where, hey God, I need something. Um, could you help me work? Could you help me out on that? Um, the parking lot is full at the mall, and like, oh my goodness, we're not going to get a space. Lord Jesus, please open up a space right near there. There, look, there's one pulling out. Praise the Lord, God is real. <laughs> We've all been there, right? <laughs> That's why it's funny. But but I was like that, and so maybe my faith. Through, through my history has, has un, had taken a bit of unraveling of sorts because I think my faith was wound up in the narrative of empire and privilege and power. And so over the last many years, God has been unwinding me, unwinding my faith where I have come face to face with the dirt of the world, so to speak, the dirt of my own faith, the grittiness, the surprise, the blessing that is often not first seen as a blessing, but not until much later do we realize that was God at work there. That was God at work in those spaces. Today we are invited to come to the tomb like, like the first evangelists were inviting the disciples to come and say, hey, hey, I, 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 listen, something crazy is happening, something that you might not believe, something that is going to change your world forever. Come to the tomb, come to the tomb. We are invited to that space this morning with all of our skepticism, with all of our doubt, with all of our need for, for proof, with all of our life that has been built upon the ideas that nothing can change. We are invited to come to the tomb this morning and see for ourselves resurrection and see for ourselves the power of God moving in the world. No, this is not resuscitation. This is resurrection. And maybe we like resuscitation a little bit more when we can just move the furniture around in the room. But God is God, not a God of resuscitation. God is a God of resurrection. 
But in order for resurrection to happen, something must die. Something must die. The church, I think, is not in a great place right now in America. We have believed the lies that says some are in and some are out. That God is a God of anger and God of wrath. And God wants to punish and judge people who are in the wrong. The church is in a bad place right now when we convince parents and families that they must disown their children who come out as gay or lesbian or transgender, that that is not acceptable. And parents are convinced by the church that they can no longer be in relationship. We are in a bad place right now when we, as Christians, can't even live with people that don't agree with us, that we think that we are superior to our Muslim neighbors, to our Jewish neighbors, to our neighbors who have chosen not to believe anything. We are in a bad place because in those spaces we are choosing the God of empire. We are choosing to try to gain more power for ourselves. We say, "Eh, this whole resurrection thing is probably not possible So gain as much as you can, as fast as you can in this life. And if necessary, use God to do that as well. But God is not in the business of resuscitation. God is in the business of resurrection. So we are in this space this morning where we are being called into this dance of the resurrected life. Where we are called to Let go all of our skepticism in some way and say, let's look around. Let's see the evidence that is all around us. This morning, when I think of the the resurrected life, I think of those in this space, in our community, that open their lives up to foster children who have no space to go and to say, we will love you as our own And we will show you and give you a life of love and grace, even though you may not be with us forever. That is the dance of a resurrected life. In this community, when when parents who despite what the church have told them, when their son or daughter comes out with a sexuality that, that the church has said, that they chose to say, we will choose love above all things and we will not push our child out we will love them and if necessary we will rebuild our faith around a faith that is indeed loving and graceful and hopeful because love does not cast out ever and so any god of love any theology of love is only a theology of embrace of holding near and holding dear because that is what love is love is never casting out it is always embracing 
The dance of the resurrected life looks a lot like those in this community that have chosen to open their homes to refugees, to give their money to to families that have been separated so they can come back together, to those who dedicate their lives to easing the suffering of, of homeless children, of those who have been marginalized in society, those who say we have been, been given a faith that wants to divide us, but we will proclaim a faith that wants to unite us. This is the dance of the resurrected life. It is interesting if you read the rest of the scripture, only about a hundred people ever saw the resurrected Jesus. But look here where we are. This faith has lived on through 2,000 years. Yes, we have seen some ugly times. And I think right now we are in a difficult time as well. But we continue to choose hope We continue to choose love. We continue to choose grace. Only a hundred or so saw the resurrected Jesus, but their lives were so impacted by what they saw, by having their lives completely torn down and rebuilt, by them saying, empire's lies are not real and we will not believe them anymore. Their lives were so radically changed that they have given us this faith handed down through the centuries, this dance of the resurrected life that we are all being invited into. But this dance of the resurrected life is not just choosing to say, hey, I'm going to come to church sometimes, maybe on Christmas and on Easter, and and maybe that is not the resurrected life. The resurrected life is bringing our whole life in line with the teachings and message of Jesus. And we believe that it is the best way to live. When Jesus took on the cross, Jesus was dying for our sin, but also destroying the sin of the world. The ways that we are divided against one another. The ways that we cast insults against one another. The ways that we want to kill and to steal and to destroy. Jesus is crushing all of those things. But so often we want to go back to them, don't we? We want to go back to it. Because it gives us some sense of power, some sense of identity, some sense of life. But all that is happening when we give ourselves to those things is is it is sucking our life away. Stealing our imagination. Until eventually we come back to the place, even in church, where we believe "Ah, nothing new is possible here. Nothing new is possible. But resurrection is possible. Newness does happen in your life, in my life. Many of us have come into this place, and I have heard story after story of the the people who have come and become part of Open Table. Some of the stories go something like this. I, I, I came out at my church where I, where I grew up and my church shamed me and they told me I had no space in here and I had given up on God. But I came to this place for one last time, one last try. And I found acceptance and love and grace. And, and this place has rebuilt my faith and given me a place where I belong and a place where I can be. That's resurrection. Many of you have come and said, I, I, I've given up on God. I grew up in the church, but, but I've just lost all faith in, in, in this and that and in, in this wrongness and that wrongness and this wrongness. How the church lives for itself and spends its money on itself and bigger buildings. And, and I'm just so tired of it and so weary. 
But, I, but I've come into this space and through this community of how you love each other, of how you give life to each other, it has rebuilt my faith and I can believe again in a God where all things are possible. Today, wherever you are, whatever shame the world has given you, resurrection is possible. Whatever pain the church has inflicted upon you, I am so sorry. It should not be that way. But this morning, resurrection is possible. For those of you who have felt the weight of injustice and oppression by the forces of the world, I am sorry. But resurrection is possible. Hope is not dead. What we realize from the story of the resurrection on this day is that death does not have the last word. Jesus does. Whatever you are facing today, whatever the world has inflicted upon you, whatever death you are dealing with, whatever shame you are carrying around, whatever despair that is deep lodged in your heart, whatever division you have experienced, hear this today. Those things don't have the last word. Jesus does. The resurrected Jesus who has overcome death and the grave and has liberated us to a life of resurrection, to a life of hope, to a life of justice, and is inviting us all to live for something bigger than ourselves. Live for a life that says all things are possible. Yeah, I'm a skeptic. Maybe you are too. And sometimes resurrection is hard to believe in. Sometimes the stories that we are passed down are hard to believe in. But then I look around. I look around at your lives. I look at how you are living in the dance of resurrection, of how you are giving and blessing and loving and standing for something bigger than yourselves and standing for justice, even when it may, may, may hurt your position, when you give yourselves to love. I see resurrection like a, like a field of flowers birthing up here and there and there and there and there and there. And it reminds me that there is no force stronger than love in this world. That there is no force that can reshape our world than love. It is the most powerful thing. And love raised Jesus from the grave. And love can still resurrect our lives it can still resurrect our situations. The world right now is in a tough place. I don't know about you, but it, it is exhausting. It is exhausting to turn on the news, to hear the stories. And sometimes I want to give up. But then some of you come and you remind me that grace is possible, that hope is real, that tomorrow can be better than today, that we together can form a new world, a new place, a new neighborhood when we give ourselves to love, when we give ourselves to hope, when we invite our neighbors over who disagree with us on either faith or politics or whatever, when we invite them over and we say, hey, come on over, let's grill out and have a beer together. Let's choose what unites us rather than what divides us. 
when we live the life that chooses to say, hey, we're not going to live in this capitalistic nightmare that says get all you can, be rich. That's, that's just a dead end. That's a dead end road. Let's live in the road, the life that says we're going to give as much as we can to bring life to those around us. Let's live in the life where we embrace one another, that reach across the aisle, say to the world, no, we will not be divided based on our skin color, based on our, 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 our religion, based on our sexuality. We will stand united in the way of love and the way of grace. Today, we are being invited to that sort of life. The women that came to the tomb are still coming into this space today and saying, hey, you're not going to believe this, but I got some really good news for you. The Jesus that we thought was dead is no longer dead. He's alive and his, the stone has been rolled away and the angels are still speaking and saying, why are you looking among the living for the, why are you looking for the, among the dead for the living? Why? Are you looking there? Jesus is alive. And today, that same message is coming to us saying, Jesus is alive. It may be hard to believe in, yes. But so are lots of other things that are very difficult to believe in. Today, we are being invited to believe in the message that has changed the world, that will change lives, that has changed lives, and that will continue to change us. Today, we are invited to believe that the stone can be rolled away. Today we are being invited that death does not have the last word. Today we are being invited into the life that does not shame but embraces. Today we are being invited to the life that does not hate but loves. Today we are being invited into the life of resurrection. Would you join this, Jesus, on this life of resurrection We believe that it is the best possible way to live. We believe that through Jesus, we can find hope and redemption, that our shame can be moved away, that our our chains of oppression can be broken, that new life can spring up like a field of flowers. Today, resurrection is possible. Stones can be rolled away. You may be a skeptic, but come and see. You may be afraid today, but come and see. You may have experienced division, but come one more time to see the Jesus who is alive. As we prepare our hearts for communion this morning, let's pray. Lord God of heaven and earth, we come to your tomb holding our shame, holding our skepticism, holding our pain, holding our joys, holding all that we are, Lord, but we bring those to you this morning. This is difficult to believe in because we have been told that this stuff just doesn't happen, that newness is not possible. But Lord, this morning we pray that you would help us to believe. Help us to see you again. Help us to believe that resurrection is possible. Lord, for those of us in here this morning who are experiencing so much hurt, so much pain in their lives, that some have told them that they're not worthy, that God doesn't love them, that they're not good enough, that they don't believe right, 
that they live in the wrong neighborhood or work in the wrong job or born to the wrong family. Lord, I pray that you would move in our spaces and in our hearts this morning with your resurrection power to remind us that we, every person in here, is your beloved. That you died and rose for them and for every other person in this world. That we are all good enough and that you love us all just as we are. This morning, Lord, help us to come to the tomb And realize that love is greater than death. That love is greater than division. That love is greater than hate. And nothing, no force in this world, no stone that has been created, no mountain, no sea, no valley, nothing can separate us from your love. In the name of Jesus, we pray these things. Amen.